When you take a look at it, money is emotional. And most salespeople really don't understand the underpinnings of what the emotions of money has to do with the sales process and has to do with the objections that they face when they're dealing with a buyer. Every single message you deliver is really a sales call. Either you are selling or being sold. Salespeople love to brag about their skills. And the truth is, your success in closing sales depends on your skills, your abilities, and finding the right training. And the great news is, you have come to the right place here at The How to Sell Show with your hosts, Dale Bell and Scott Sylvanbell. And be sure to join the party at howtosell.live and download your copy of The 10 Common Mistakes Salespeople Make. Aloha from Sacramento, California. Today, I'm coming to you live from my studio, and it's a perfect day to talk about sales and a perfect day to talk about emotions. So here's the thing. Money is emotional. Money's emotional. Like This is going to be a super important lesson for you uh, from the perspective of where a lot of issues come from in your sales process. You may hear the phrase that people buy on emotions and justify with logic, and that's 100% accurate. And the thing that you got to remember is once that person makes that purchase, there are lingering feelings of emotions or a whole bunch of emotions after that purchase is made or after something is sold. Anytime that somebody's making a purchase, there's a few things at play. There's time, energy, effort, risk, and status. These five things set the table for everything. The time that it took to make the money, the effort that it took to make the money, the energy that it took to make the money the risk of losing the money and the amplitude of status that they get or the loss of status they have for making the wrong decision. And in the insurance world, they have a word called indemnity. And indemnity means to be made whole. And so when people buy something, they want to know that if there's a problem, they're going to be made whole. And this is where 100% money back guarantees come into play. And it's, it's surprising to me when companies are not willing to take a look at putting some sort of guarantee on the table. Now, growing up in the in-home sales business and the in-home service business, I always found that somewhere 5%, let's just put it at 5% of people, are going to complain about what you do no matter what. And this is just them. They wake up in the morning and you know they find a reason to complain. They walk down the hall, they find a reason to complain. They interact with somebody, they find a reason to complain. And if you focus on these five, three to five percent of people, your your life is going to be miserable. Now, the other, let's say, ninety five percent of people just want to make a good decision. They just want to buy something good, and this is why they search for a money back guarantee. And if you could get testimonials that you've given your money back, this is why it's super important because in their mind, remember, there's like the five the five things that we set the table with. We got time, effort, energy, risk, and status. When you take a look at it, money buys you necessities. No money, no necessities. And so you may be selling a product or a service, and when you take a look at it, you're like, well, you know, this person makes a hundred grand a year and it's only like a thousand dollar product, it's one percent of their income. Okay, well, let's let's go back and take a look. Did it take time for them to make that money? Yep. Did it take effort? Yep. Did it take energy? Yes. Did it take risk? And you're like, well, wait a minute, there's no risk there. It's just like a TV. No, 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 no. What you don't understand is that that person has to answer to somebody. 
That person has to say, hey, here's what I bought. And it may not be a significant other. It may be a friend. It may be a coworker. It may be a neighbor. And you're like, no, no, nobody answers to a neighbor, a coworker, or a friend. And, oh, wait a minute. That person has influence over their life because nobody wants to be seen as making a bad decision. Because what happens is when you make a bad decision, you lose status. When you make a bad decision, there's a lot of risk involved. When you make a lot of a, a bad decision, you know, you've put time, energy, and effort into making that money. And so when you think about it, status gets us just about anything that we want in life. Okay? So if you've got money status, you could buy time. And you're like, no, no, Scott, you can't. Yes, you can. Like, um, if you've ever been somewhere where there's lines of people and then with some money you can cut in front of the line, you may think like, hey, Scott, money doesn't buy me time. Like, yeah, it does. Absolutely. You could pay somebody to go do things for you. You're like, I really don't want to go stand in line and do this. I will pay somebody to do it for me. Yep. You just bought some time. Attention. Like if you really want to get to the the powerful person and you need to get their attention, somehow you could use some money to do that. Action. We could buy something that we need. You know, a uh, car's not working instead of taking the mechanic. I'll just go buy a new car. So there's definitely things that money gets you for status. And people judge us by our status. People judge us by our stature. You know, it, it's interesting. There's days where I travel and I'm in flip-flops, or as they call them in Hawaii, slippers. I got my slippers going. I got my shorts. I've got a, probably a hoodie and a, <laughs> and a shave ice t-shirt. And, you know, it's interesting to see that one way I get treated differently than if I'm in a custom suit and tie, polished shoes, belt, cufflinks, you know, nice watch. You know, people people will treat you differently based upon your status or if you've got a really well-known name. And, you know, the thing is, is people may vocally say, like, I don't like people who have this status and I don't like people who have money. But deep down inside, they crave it. They're, they're like, hey, I want these things. People don't just want to be seen as as good with money. They want to be seen as smart. And, you know, that that desire, there's like a couple of things that people want. They want to be seen as smart. They want to be seen as, as good with money. They want to be seen as making good decisions. And when they make a bad decision, all this goes away, right? And so all the feelings of, am I going to look dumb? Am I going to look silly? Is there going to be a problem come in? And they can cause problems for you as a salesperson. You're just thinking, ah, this person has got an objection over money. Like, the, it's too much money. Like, that's probably a smokescreen. When you get down to it, uh, the way that most objections work is typically, and I'm not going to say this is 100%, but typically the first objection isn't the real objection. The first objection is the thing that comes to the person's mind that goes, how can I get rid of the salesperson and get them away from the table? Like, I really don't want to talk to this person. And so people have learned over time that the easiest way to do that is saying, oh, it's the money. And then so what happens is the salesperson chases down that objection of, oh, it's the money, and they tackle it, and then they, they make the sale, and then the buyer has buyer's regret because they didn't really talk about what the emotional problem was that the buyer had. You know, here's the real deal is when somebody's making a purchase for a company, uh, they're putting their stamp of approval on the project, and they're saying, hey, I've done the research, and I've put the information in, and I found that this is the right place. And I've been inside of organizations, and at one point I worked for an organization where I picked the wrong vendor, and it was on me. And I got all of the remarks. I got all of the comments, Scott, you made a bad decision. And I heard about it for six months until somebody else made a bad decision. 
And so I've been on the receiving end of this. I've been on the, the, the problem side where I was the one that made the wrong decision and I got made fun of. And I, you know, I got called to the carpet and it wasn't a small sum of money. It was not an insignificant sum of money. You know, uh, I did what I considered was due diligence. I did what I considered was the right amount of research and I still lost. I still lost. When you take a look at it, you know, people's biggest fear is that they're going to outlive their their amount of money they've compiled. They're going to outlive their wealth, that they're not going to be able to live the lifestyle that they have. And, you know, I've been in 20,000 homes. I've sat down belly to belly with people and we've had this conversation that they're like, you know, I don't know how long I'm going to live. My mom lived this long. My dad lived this long. I've got X amount of dollars and they never really tell you the money. Sometimes they do. Sometimes they'll flip around their checkbook and show you what they got in the checkbook. But they'll, they'll say, hey, look, you know, I've, I've got X amount of years to live. I've got 20 years to live and I've got half a million dollars in the bank. So, you know, if I take that and reverse engineer it, I can, I can comfortably live on this much money after taxes and investments and everything that's going on. So money becomes emotional because like, they're like, I don't want to have to eat a can of tuna a day to live and survive on. They're like, you know, if, if I have to do that, that's, that's going to be a problem. So here's the thing. I've uncovered a few things that'll probably help you out. Let's say that you're dealing with a buyer and let's say that they're upset about what you've done. The second that somebody starts telling you how old they are, it's a money problem. They're not going to come out and say it's a money problem, but here's what's going to happen. They're going to talk to you and they're going to say something for about two or three minutes. And then here comes the, here comes the punchline to the joke. I'm 85 years old. Like what they really should be saying is like, this isn't an age issue. This is a money issue. And then typically when somebody says, hey, this isn't about the money, it's always about the money. So if you're, if you're like, why am I having so many problems with this person? Why are they being so irrational? Why is it that I can't talk to them? It's because they're so wrapped up in the emotions of the money that they're not going to listen to you. They're not really going to be there. And so here's what you got to do. You got to let that person vent. You got to let that person say everything that they need to, to get it off their chest. And I found that this takes between three and five times of telling the same story over and over and over again. And so what I see uh, CSRs or salespeople screw up with the most and even managers when they don't realize what's going on is they try to cut this story off. And, you know, you need to let that person get the poison out. You need to let them say, you know, this is what happened and this is what went down. And then they they pause for a second. Then they tell you the story again. And like, just count. It's going to be between three and five times. But what you're looking for is for them to do the side. They'll go, <sighs> and now I'm over-exaggerating so that you can hear it on the microphone, but you're going to see it. And like all of a sudden, now that they've got the poison out, now you can have a conversation with them. And I found if possible, if you can get face-to-face -face with this person, it's going to help them simmer down a little bit. You know, the reason for you to understand why money is emotional is so important is because really it's the decision behind the decision and the fear of looking dumb that stops people from making a purchase. Now, sometimes it is the money. And I'm going to say, yes, I get that. But a lot of times you're, you're dealing with the wrong objection when, when you're dealing with the buyer. And because of it, you think that it's the money. And you think like, I got to get this person a discount. I got to get them a price match. But you're on the wrong objection. You're not talking about the right thing back out for a second and think about it like, okay, if this person's worried about status, how can I talk about the status that's going to help them? If this person's worried about making a bad decision, how can I talk about the guarantee, the risk reversal to help them out? Now, I, I do want to give you one last thing here, and it is super important. I do want to talk about one thing that's really important. Now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you uh, an example. Salesperson X. 
Salesperson X is a complete scumbag, and salesperson X goes and uses emotions to go manipulate a buyer in a way where they make a purchase that they shouldn't, and the salesperson really doesn't care. Salesperson X really doesn't care about the outcome. They just care about their commissions. Well, what's going to happen is those emotions are not going to go away. In fact, they're going to get amplified. And if you ever really want to have uh, a show that's going to give you like an opening of what's going on, wait for somebody to come talk to that salesperson who who cheated, lied, and still from him. You are going to see some problems, some fireworks, some issues that you couldn't believe. You really do have to take care of your buyer. You do have to do the right thing for them. You know, when when you emotionally rip somebody off, they will do everything they can to destroy you. It's not a good place to be. You know, you do have the responsibility of doing the right thing. Thanks for checking out this episode of the How to Sell Show. You can join the party at howtosell.live to get the show notes, links, updates on new episodes, recordings of previous episodes, articles, as well as videos. You may not know this sales secret, but sharing this episode with a friend will bring you good luck. See you soon. Mahalo.